0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Game Luster Podcast. I am your host, Trevor, and I am joined again by Brennan. Hello. And Haley. Hello. And we are here recording this on May 1st, May Day. I don't know when you'll actually be listening to this. If we follow the trend of April, maybe it would be like May 28th. I don't know. But it is May Day when we're recording this, and we'll be doing a little special Star Wars thing later on in the podcast in recognition of May the 4th. But first, we'll be talking about our currently playing list, and because she's been playing a very relevant game, I'm going to turn it over first to Haley. Um,
1: so I've been playing God of War, and I talked about it a little bit in the podcast that I hosted. Um but i absolutely adore it um i do have more questions than answers right now and really yeah and that kind of upsets me but at the same exact time i i'm fine with it because i like from what i've grasped from the game this is definitely the first game in probably another trilogy or at least like another set of uh games so i'm fine with not having all the answers at once i just think that we weren't given enough answers to hold us over until the next game but at the same time i'm like okay i can i can deal with this i'll just sit here and twiddle my thumbs for probably another five years until the next one comes out.
0: About how long did it take you to beat it?
1: I'm still playing it. Um, I think I'm currently around ten hours in. Okay. Um, when I started the game, I was, like, super on the main quest. And then I got to a point where I was like, oh, I'm not exploring the game, like, at all. So I've been off exploring, um, for a little bit. Uh, I was actually just playing more before this podcast, but I, I really like it. I think everybody should buy it.
0: Had you played the first three God of Wars over the years? Had you been like a long time fan?
1: Um, yeah, I played the first two. I didn't play the third one. But I watched it played. I got rid of my PS3 before I picked up... I think it was on PS3. I got rid of my PS3 before I could play the third one. If the third one was on PS3. I don't remember. But I just... I know I didn't play the third one. And I'm quite upset that I didn't.
0: I do know they re-released God of War 3 as a remastered version on PS4. But I... I. I couldn't say right now whether or not it was originally on PS3 or on 4. But, so you 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 haven't finished the game yet. Now, there's this thing going around in, in social media about how the character apparently says boy a lot. I see tons of memes and pictures about it. And I was just curious, like, in Kratos, I, that is the main character's name, correct? Um, he Like, does he say boy a lot? Is it really what it's played out to be?
1: That's that's actually funny because for my impressions piece right now the title of it is boy and other names that Kratos calls his child besides son. Yes. Um but yeah, he does say boy a lot. I don't get it, but I would like to say that it's because he doesn't know his son very well. So He's not really connecting with him, so instead of saying son, which would imply that he has a connection with him, he says boy instead, I think, to show, like, the divide between them.
0: And the boy does play a part, a consistent part in the gameplay, I assume. Of course, I haven't played it, so I couldn't say, but is he like an AI partner? Do you ever, or do you ever take control of him?
1: Um... You can tell him when to shoot arrows and you can aim it for him. But you don't actually, from what I've seen or from what I've played, you never actually take control of him.
0: Okay, and now you've touched on the story sort of. Not being as satisfying by, by the end of it, you said you it would leave you twiddling your thumbs. But what about the gameplay? And I guess specifically like the mixture between boss battles and, and segments between them and and cinematics, how does the gameplay stack up?
1: I go over this briefly in my article, but mm-hmm. there's not a lot of actual like boss battles. Instead, there's just really big enemies, um, like the Trolls, and they reskin the Trolls a lot mm-hmm. um, to make them new. There's not really a lot of different enemy types. You could probably count them on one hand or two, um, so that's pretty disappointing. Um, but being 10 hours in, I've only gotten into one boss battle so far, and that was at the beginning.
0: Wow. Right at the start. Okay. Now, is there anything else you want to touch on before we move on? Like anything you want to say about the music or the voice acting or the visuals or anything else?
1: They have extremely superb details in this game. Like, mm-hmm. I have been taking screenshots and screen caps of Everything that I find because the details of just even, like, the smallest things down to uh, the detailing on a mask that you find is just so intricate and so gorgeous that I, like, stand there and just look at it for probably, like, Uh a good solid minute. (laughs) Like, wow. So, it's it's absolutely fantastic. I haven't found or run into any bugs or anything, so it's pretty clean. So if you have a PS4, I definitely uh, say that you should probably run out and go get it.
0: Well, I have a PS4, so I guess I will, but do you have a standard PS4, or do you have uh, one of the the PS4 Pro, I believe it is, the enhanced PS4?
1: I have the original PS4, so I don't even have the slim, I have the super thick and bulky one that originally came out
0: okay all right well now aside from god of war have you been playing anything else
1: um i started playing i got back into playing stardew again and i um got into the multiplayer beta but i haven't really had the chance to get on that just yet because i've had other things to do so i'm hoping to play that tomorrow
0: yeah in fact uh, i just edited I, I looked over a story that shane wrote on that multiplayer beta and then of course you have your upcoming story on god of war the impressions piece, which i'll be looking at momentarily as well so we can get that up on the side of course i do understand that the title is working so i'll, I'll leave it to you to um retweak the title
1: it's extremely it's a very very extremely working title i i probably changed it like four times yesterday and they were all extremely goofy like the one that Mm -hmm. i saved it on last was like god of war got me in the feels and i'm just like (laughs) like Haley, you need to stop with these wacky titles
0: Well, you know, it, it's, it's okay to have a little headline brainstorming session. See what wacky, funny things you can come up with. Like, I, I love, there is an art to headlines and story titles, especially when it comes to alliteration or ironic phrases. Um, it's, it's an enjoyable pastime. So don't feel bad, but anyway, so then, I will put the spotlight onto or onto Brennan then to tell us what he's been gaming lately.
2: I just have a quick question for Haley, um, only because mm-hmm. I have not played any God of War game before. Um, I saw a, a clip where someone was putting on gear like a almost like an RPG. Is it fair to call? this new one and the other ones rpgs as well was that an element that was in the previous ones
1: no in the previous ones you like you didn't have an armor system um but you could i'm pretty sure you could upgrade um your the the blades i think they're called the blades of sparta um and your moves, but they didn't have armor in the past ones. In this one, they do have armor. No. Um, and you can, uh, upgrade that and you can upgrade the Leviathan axe and you can upgrade Atreus's bow and his armor. And they do have, uh, different armor sets that you can upgrade. And, um, they have enchantments for your weapon and for your, uh, armor, which give you different perks and they add different moves. So there's one, um, enchantment I have on my Leviathan axe that if I hold down, I'm pretty sure it's R1 and L1, I will do this like rotating spin and I can upgrade that enchantment to where I'll do more spins, more rotations, uh, quicker, um, and then I can also upgrade it. I think to the point where I can do more damage with it.
2: Oh, well, that's I mean, that's pretty cool. Only because I never i I saw that immediately and I was like, wait a minute, do the other ones have that? Was this something that I missed? But I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting how they um, implemented that, and I wasn't really sure uh, how that worked. But I mean, it sounds actually really interesting. It's it sounds more than just like a. A generic kind of armor system uh that other it, games i feel like just tack on
1: it definitely adds um something more to the game um and it makes you more invested because like they do have levels for the enemies um and all the enemies either cater to frost or uh fire so it definitely adds something to the games over what the past games have had, where you just kind of upgrade your blades until you can kind of, like, kill enemies in one hit. So I I definitely enjoy it. The only thing I find is that I forget to upgrade my armor sometimes. Uh. So I'll, <laughs> I'll go into a fight and be like, wait, why? What am I doing wrong? Like, why is this taking longer why am i taking more damage i'm like oh yeah you got armor and you need to upgrade it
2: interesting interesting that's that's actually really cool though i like the sound of that um
0: that happened to me that kind of thing has happened to me before like i thought of when i first played final fantasy 10 back in the day when you said that i actually wasn't they had that little chart thing with the orbs or whatever to level up your characters and i hadn't been touching that <laughs> and it got to a point where i was just immediately getting killed and i thought man this game is hard holy cow and then i finally opened that up and it was this huge click moment of oh this is what i do <laughs> i spent like 10 minutes because i had like tons of points built up so it can happen that,
1: that's, that's not- kind of cool Like, I barely even open the map in the game because they have a bar at the top that has, like, little icons Mm -hmm. that tell you, like, where the main quest is. So, I just follow that bar. So, I don't open up the map at all. So, I completely forget that, oh, there's a map. Oh, there's a journal. Oh, there's, like, all your weapons and all your armor Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like, I just completely forget about that. And so, I'm just like, mm. I'm dying a lot. Why am I dying a lot? Oh, yeah. Upgrade that armor. Yep. Hmm. Uh, Alright, then. So, yeah. so
0: Brennan... Uh... The
2: games that I've been playing, or should I say games that I haven't been playing? Slacker! Um, well, that could be a no, lot. No, no, no. It it means something. It means something. I I I cracked down, and I got Far Cry 5. Um, I, nice. I'd have, I've played the third one. I didn't touch the fourth one. Um, I just played the third one. Right. So, okay. Um, I, I remember liking the third one. I remember having a pretty good time. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't played it in a while, so I, I don't know if that's changed, but, uh, I got into Far Cry 5 and, um, the first thing that I like is that you can use a shovel and just, just kill everyone with it. You can throw the shovel. You can hit people in the head with the shovel. It's yes. I don't know why I like using the shovel <laughs> so much. It's that's like when I go to an outpost. That's the only thing I use. I, well,
0: it's like that game's version of a wrench or oh, a yeah, crowbar.
2: Exactly. It's it's probably the only good thing about it, though. <laughs> this all
0: um, is it a very solid shovel. Oh, like does it does it call it like the solid shovel or the sturdy shovel or something or is it just a shovel?
2: Oh, uh, no, it's just shovel. But you can get a skin for it. You can buy ah. you could buy skins for weapons, and the skin for the mm-hmm. shovel is just a, a yellow smiley face. I, <laughs> if It's called the optimist or something. I was <laughs> like the first thing I bought. I was like uh, screw weapons, screw yeah, upgrades, skin for my upgrade shovel. the shovel. Yeah,
0: yeah. The whole game, just spend all your upgrade points on the shovel.
2: Oh, it, oh, I mean, that was probably one of the first perks I got. It was like close quarters, close combat mastery or something. You can switch faster to the shovel. And as long as the shovel's out, I can win. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. But, um, the rest of the game is, I didn't really like it. Um, there's two main things, two main reasons. So all the,
0: the non shovel parts weren't up to par.
2: Oh yeah, no, absolutely not. They were any any part where I don't have a shovel in my hand, I might as well not be playing. I I don't wow, I don't care. It, but it's just so satisfying to throw the shovel like a javelin and just kill someone one hit, or uh-huh. <laughs> run up behind them and just smack them in the face with the shovel. It's
0: just... is is the animation real nice? Like when you throw the shuffle and it hits them, does it like just perfectly slam into them and you see their body get pinned or sling over and you could just feel the. The weight of it
2: oh absolutely it'll it'll sometimes it'll get stuck in them and if you oh. well the best part is okay so you can only have three shovels at a time right uh-huh. um okay throwing and, shovels throwing shovels if you will um yeah and they can break like if you just keep hitting the ground or something eventually they'll break which I think is mm-hmm. okay but um yeah you you so you throw a shovel and it will sometimes get lodged in people and when you walk over the shovel, usually you'll pick it up and like get it back in your inventory or whatever. But sometimes, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if they do this intentionally. But the shovel apparently is so dislodged in someone that it, when you walk over it, you can't pick it up. So I've resorted to kicking people while they're dead, and then somehow <laughs> that lets me pick up the shovel. <laughs> so it's, it's not
0: like a <laughs> a quick time thing where you hammer a button to pull it out of them.
2: No, I wish that'd be so great yeah. though. <laughs> It'd be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> is it's, there
0: a shovel mod for it where it like if it, you just use the shovel and you can have different types of shovels and I, all that
2: i'm telling you man if they made that i would i would love this game so much more i don't it's my favorite part i can't it, it's and with the smiley face too i like the baseball bat though i have to admit because yeah when you throw the shovel it's just a javelin right you just throw it in a straight line but the uh-huh. baseball bat you throw it on a side so it spins and so uh-huh. i don't there's some crazy shots where you'll just throw it at someone and just a baseball bat is circling and just hits someone in the face insta the death it's <laughs> it's so satisfying ah
0: so it acts like a boomerang
2: kind of yeah but it never comes back it's just a one-way okay. boomerang but it, it okay it's amazing great feeling um I think I have to prefer the wooden bat over the aluminum bat. (laughs) Not that there's a difference. Okay. And then they have a paddle. I think I've only got the paddle once. A paddle. Yeah, I just stick to the shovel. That's. Do they have
0: a golf club?
2: You know what? No, they. I don't think they do. But I. Hmm. Now that you mention it, I feel like that's. That's kind of missed. You know, it's a missed opportunity.
0: Yeah, they should have that.
2: Um, but. I can boil the reasons why I don't like it down to two points. Uh-huh. One is that there's too much stuff happening at once. There's just there's just too much. There's too many random encounters. There's too many um I feel like Ubisoft games kind of have this problem. And maybe not so much in this one because they actually took out the towers that you have to climb to scan the area or whatever, and they make a they make a joke about that. And one of the first things you do yeah. is, is climb a tower, and they're like, "We're not going to make you do this the whole game. Don't yeah, worry." I, uh, I remember,
0: yeah. Robert mentioned that.
2: Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of funny that they're poking fun at themselves, but I I felt like they overcompensated for that by having too many random encounters like they wanted the whole game to just be action you know like there were points in time where i was just driving and i wanted to appreciate the setting of the game it's beautiful it's montana Uh i I had never wanted to go to montana in my life before playing this game you know it's (laughs) it's this is for someone from new jersey that doesn't really mean much maybe the
0: montana tourism industry should um uh, endorse far cry 5
2: they i think they do a really good job of capturing you know that that sense of of, uh-huh. of grandeur, especially when yeah, you're just, flying or or yeah, fly or not flying, driving. Um But I just I got to the point where almost every intersection I got to, there was just an enemy waiting for me there, or a a bear just there. It was always something that I yeah. had to do. And when you have no downtime in a game, if the whole game is in your face action, then how could I possibly appreciate the little smaller bits? You know, how, how can I appreciate the silence or the action if there is no silence?
0: Um, well, so- how, how much of it have you played? Cause I mean, there, isn't there fishing in the game and stuff like that? And is there, are there really no opportunities to go off the beaten path, like into the scenery and, and just wander around? Like you're saying, there really aren't opportunities for that.
2: There there are. Yeah, there's absolutely fishing. And um, I've only gotten about a third of the way through. But okay, uh, at the same time, and I don't know if this is true, obviously, because I haven't played the rest of the game. But for the most part, I feel like I've done everything i wanted and can do in the first third of the game. Anything else, I feel like it's just going to be more of the same. Redundant? Um, yeah, and... The only reason I say that is because I've played other Ubisoft games before, you know? And and, and it's at that point where they don't really want... I feel like they're almost relying too much on organic experiences, you know? They want you to have an organic random experience, but they they bump up the random encounters. Like you said, yeah, absolutely, you can just walk off and ignore it, Um, but... There's still I don't know, I feel like there's still wildlife that can still just attack you and I know that that's part of the game and all but like I remember there was a time where um I had the one of my buddies the the sniper the sniper girl I don't remember her name um
1: quiet No, no. I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> I would quiet you know was a lot cooler of a buddy you know than yeah. than this I this I think one.
1: it's Grace
2: Grace yeah oh, you're right yes Grace yes um we were in a firefight. Just a random one, you know, just me driving from point A to point B and getting sick of the people shooting at me. So I was like, I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to do something about this. Uh I die somehow. I guess, you know, my shovel wasn't really working for me that day. <laughs> yeah, didn't,
0: didn't have it on hand, couldn't reach it.
2: <laughs> um and so I went down and if your buddies still alive, they could uh they could pick you up, you know? So uh Grace is in the screen, she's she's firing off on some dudes, I'm I'm cheering her on, yeah, great stuff. And then, like, a a badger, some kind of wildlife comes, and she just dies, like, almost immediately. <laughs> and I was like, so, you know, that's kind of a funny story, but at the same time, like, I, there was just too much going on in the beginning. Like, that firefight had already lasted. Maybe. Well, wait,
0: did the badger kill her? Or yes. Or did it just coincide? Okay.
2: No, the badger killed her. He he ate her to death. <laughs> no,
0: wait. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are, are badgers big? I'm sorry, I'm not an animal expert. Like, are they big?
2: So I'm hesitant to call it a badger. I And I I don't know what it was. It was a small, okay. furry okay. creature. I'm assuming okay. it's a badger. And yeah, she just... You know, she can pick off cultists like it's no problem. But a badger... But not badgers. No, she must be afraid of them or something. And she died, and I lost. And I had to redo all of my progress.
0: Oh, so was it a situation where... If she died, you would lose even if you were still alive?
2: No, no, no. Like, what, I, okay. I was just down and I was waiting for her to pick up. Oh, you me were up.
0: down. That's right. You were down. Yeah, and yeah. Waiting so, for her. Okay.
2: And she, you know, she killed like five people. Like, she was doing amazing. And then this badger, just, <laughs> this random badger that just probably, you know, for all intents and purposes, shouldn't have been there because yeah. there was just too much stuff happening. My other gripe, and now the more I think about it, the more that this probably really isn't a gripe, was that, um, I felt like... Oh, actually, no. I take that back. It totally is. What I really kind of appreciated at first was... um, They sat you down in the beginning. They were like, okay, look. You have this bar to fill up, right? This is how you know you're done with the area. You can do outposts to do stuff. To get points to fill up this bar. You can do side quests. Which include like blowing up silos around the map. Or doing errands for certain characters. Um... There was another way that you can get points and I don't remember that, but. Just
0: some side, side thing you can do. Yeah.
2: You know, and I thought that that was really cool. You know, there were, there's obviously some main missions that you could do too, um, to get points. Yeah. They
0: actually have this way to visibly mark side things that you do on a meter. Like I don't know if I've seen that in other open world games.
2: But yeah, I mean, but it was like, you didn't just have to do the main missions to progress. Like you could do all of the side stuff and still progress. I was like, Oh, that's, that's phenomenal. Like, I really like that because of someone that, you know, sometimes I don't really want to get bogged down by people telling me what to do. Even in a video game, (laughs) I want to just blow up outposts and, you know, have a far cry experience. Um, Yes. But then, you know, I got to the point where I had filled up about, uh, the, the bar is broken up in the thirds and I filled up a third of the bar. And, you know, the, the big, the big bad guy in the area is like, you know, you're really, you're really doing some bad stuff to my business. I'm going to come get you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Whatever, man. I'm not touching the main quest. So you can shove it. Um,
0: yeah, shovel it. Shovel. <laughs> oh, sorry.
2: That was wonderful. <laughs> Um, but he's like, no, uh, just kidding. I'm going to send a search party and I'm like, okay, cool. That's an interesting challenge. That's they shoot you with some bullet that just puts you under a drug. And then they just, they force you into this story mission where you have to like, get out of this building. And I'm like, okay, fine. All right. Um, I guess that's cool. You know, maybe if they don't do that all the time, then whatever, you know, it's fine. Um. The thing about the mission, though, is that they—I had... I felt like they—they—I think was this the mission? There was one mission where they like gave you a gun, like a machine machine gun or a pistol or something. They're like, "Yeah, just kill everyone!" Like you just just kill everyone. And I'm like, "Well, I don't really like playing Far Cry like that. I'm kind of a sneaky kind of guy. That's why, oh, I like, yeah. yeah. That's why I like playing Far Cry. You know, they give you that yeah. option, and it's 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 pretty fleshed out. You know. Um, but they were like, "No, nah, here, here's." Here's a machine gun, go kill people. And maybe it was just because they were getting you accustomed to the game and the shooting mechanics and all that. But then I reached the second third of the bar and it was, again, they were like, okay, we're going to send the search party after you. And I was like, no, I know what they're going to do. So I tried to get as far away from them as possible and they still shot me and they still dragged me to another undisclosed bunker where I had to break my way out. And I was like, if this is going to be the whole game... If I have to do stuff that I want to do, and then the story is just shoved in my face, which, in my opinion, isn't very good. I don't... I, I don't and we talked about this before, how I we all thought that it was going to have some political commentary. It mm-hmm. doesn't really, Um, at least not as far as I'm in. And I, I hate saying, you know, I don't like this game, but I'm not that far into it. But if you can't grip me... If you can't grip me in this first third if I'm being shoved story missions that are horribly paced um in between me enjoying the game enjoying the things that I want to enjoy then i don't i i'm 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 overall not going to enjoy it i um there's too much and- random stuff, and the story missions are just thrown in my face I don't like either of that.
0: Now, w- when the story missions did come up, were they just interruptions? Like, once you completed the story mission, were you able to, like, say, okay, well, enough of that, and then go back to that same area and just get back to doing the side quest stuff? Yes. Or did it change? Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, you could. So, so I mean, it's So not- you were
0: able to just get back to what you were doing beforehand. It's just that thing pops in and you're forced to do this quest and play in a way you don't usually do.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's not... At least that's not my understanding of what Far Cry is. You know, Far Cry to me has always been like, it go wild, go crazy. Here's a sandbox. Do whatever. Like you're...
0: Far Cry Three wasn't like that.
2: No, I, in my in my in my recollection, I don't remember Far okay. Cry Three being like that at all. I mean, I mean, there were story missions, but mm-hmm. I remember wanting to do them first off. Uh, yeah, and then never. Excuse me, never having it being thrown in my face, like I. I'm trying to think of another game where it's like, you're just playing and then boom, story mission, here you go. You're on rails for the next half an hour. Have fun, kid.
0: Maybe, it's funny, I just referenced it, but Metal Gear Solid 5 wasn't it like that?
2: Was it? I mean, you took missions.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like, how I remember, like, you would suddenly be thrown into a cinematic and, like, I remember when, like, the undead shadowy disease guys or whatever first appeared it's like oh, you're just yeah. playing it and then you're forced to sneak by them and if one of them like touches you it's game over and it was like dang i want to get back to just going around doing stuff you know yeah like, it i get what happened I, throughout mgs5 i think
2: you know, you're definitely right i i i forget what, the skulls is that what they were called i hate yeah
0: them. So, something like that yeah i hated those segments oh
2: yeah that was the because it felt like they were just kind of cheap boss battles. Like, it was really hard to kill them for whatever reason. Yeah. And, yeah, and like I... I, of, I just want to go back and, you know, sneak. Be solid, yeah, I sneaky sneak.
0: Yeah, because I was just sneaking. all. The only weapon I had invested in was the tranquilizer gun. So, when I got to those parts, I was, like, under-armed. under, under armed. You know, I couldn't I couldn't take on those guys, and it was super tough to sneak by them, so... I can sympathize with you there.
2: I think no, that's a good example. I can't think of any other ones though. I mean, it's not. I feel like it's not a common practice. At least with, and having played Far Cry Five, I feel like I I can have a, a better appreciation for Assassin's Creed Origins and mm-hmm. what they did to change that. You know, uh, and Haley, I feel like you can back me up on this. You don't really have to play any of the story missions, right? Like you can just kind of wander off and do anything after a certain point of course right
1: yeah like they don't really in Assassin's Creed Origins I'm not even gonna lie I barely even know what the next story mission is I just wander around until I find something
2: exactly exactly that's to a T what I did in that game and that was fun you know it was cool I would stumble upon an outpost I'd do my thing however I wanted to by the way no one ever told me how um And it was it was fun, and even the story missions, you know, it was never forced in my face. There was never a progress bar saying you're this close to being captured again. Have fun until this point, you know. And it just turned me off. I and so to kind of go back to the roots of Far Cry, I reinstalled Uh Far Cry Two last night, and Ah. I played that for a little bit, and that to me reminded me a lot of. Far Cry 3. Far Cry 3, and again, I haven't played this in a while, but Far Cry 3 almost felt like a, a better-looking Far Cry 2. I'm not that far from Far Cry 2. I can't really make that comparison totally, but um, I don't know. It just felt more familiar than Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5 felt like a a weird, loud, distant cousin that wasn't invited to the party but mm. you had to bring him along anyway because all of your friends wanted to see him and hear what stupid stuff he had to say. But then everyone gets really <laughs> bored of him and then wants him to leave. But he's too drunk and has to. Someone has to drive him home, and it's this. It's not fun. It's just. It's a bad time. Everyone thought it was going to be a good time, but it's a bad time. Mm-hmm. And he brings a shovel. That's about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. He brings it. <laughs> it's his one trick pony thing. He's he <laughs> will bring. Bring that cool cousin over. You know, he's got that shuffle. He can entertain the kids. (laughs) You know? Oh, yeah, is he coming over? Oh, I can't wait to see a shuffle again. He does all those stupid tricks with it, and it has a smiley face on it. (laughs) Hey, kids, I got my
2: shuffle. (laughs) Come play Javelin Toss. (laughs) Get cash. So that's what I haven't been playing, and that's what I've been playing. It's, uh... Kind okay. of disappointing. But yeah.
0: Now uh, before we move on, um I'm d- just out of curiosity, have you played the original Far Cry, the very first one?
2: No, I have not.
0: Okay. Cause I that's actually the only Far Cry I've played all the way through back in 04. And it's actually just like a linear well, it's it's not like a corridor shooter. I mean each area is open and you can approach situations as You Will, which in those days was really cool. Uh, you know, that was the same year that, like, Doom 3 and Half-Life 2 came out. So it was it mm. was one of those, like, new breed of FPS games. But it's, it's a linear game, start to finish. Just a bunch of open areas strung together that you go through um, A to B. So the open world thing was new to Far Cry 2, actually.
2: That makes sense. And I feel in like pers- it, it mm-hmm. just suits it. And I, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if that's, I feel like that's kind of maybe what you were going to say. Yeah. Think... Yeah.
0: Cause even, even the original one, the whole point to it was to have this, this beautiful looking big FPS game where you were given scenarios where you could approach combat situations from different angles and from, from different places and you could sneak or you could, well, you could go in guns blazing, but you would typically die. So you had to sneak some. And you could throw rocks, um, as I mentioned in the podcast description for the one where Robert talked about Far Cry 5, where you can throw rocks in Far Cry 5. The original Far Cry, you can throw rocks to distract enemies. And so even though the first one was a linear game, the others have inherited that. Just a big, pretty-looking game. Of course, the first Far Cry was developed by Crytek, and it was originally only on the PC. Crytek would go on to make Crisis and then other things... Like, I believe the Rise, um, the, the Rome based game on, on, I think was it Xbox One? I think that was an Xbox One game.
2: Oh, yeah. It was, uh, I think that was, uh, one of its like launch titles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But anyway, so that is, that is the, the heart and soul of Far Cry. And of course, since the second one, it's been open world. And I, I've watched someone play the second one and I started the second one. I really need to play through, I really want to play through all of Far Cry 2 because I know, of course, I love first person immersive games and Harvey Smith, who was the, one of the leads on the original Deus Ex and who is the studio, is a lead at uh, Arcane Studios, you know, of Dishonored and, uh, uh Prey. The recent prey game. He he loves Far Cry too. He says it's one of his favorite games. He thinks it's one of the best games, you know. So definitely a a PC game and a first person open world immersive game to check out.
2: I would, so far, only having played like uh, half an hour, uh, mm-hmm. I I can I can kind of see where where that comes from. Uh, yeah, you know, just just based on like how it feels. The one thing, uh. I mean, I could I could probably find reasons to not like it too, but uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to do that not yet. Uh-huh. I can't criticize it just yet.
0: Okay. But I yeah, I guess eventually. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe we can do that on the next podcast. And I'd love to be able to as well. I need You know, I mean, by this point, we all have mountains of shame and Far Cry 2 is one of those. I mean, it's gotten, it's hit the 10 year old point by this year because it came out in 2008. So it's like, yep, it's been 10 years. I Mm -hmm. really need, and I watched someone play it back in 2008 when it first came out. And I was like, you know, I need to play this. And now it's like, yeah, it's been a decade. I've got to play this game.
2: And it still holds up, you know, like that's, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, that's, that's the part that's, really the the coolest thing about it you know i don't i can't say that far cry 5 will be able to have the same impact you know at different times of course but it's just different heart and soul too you know yeah totally totally different
0: well from what you said it sounds like far cry 5 could grate on me as well like you're really wanting to just dig in and enjoy the game but they either throw distractions at you with constant combat encounters and creatures or enemy enemies coming up to you, or they throw you in a story mission. So it sounds like, excuse me, it sounds like real start and stop stuff.
2: Yeah. And it's not to say that the rest of it isn't fun. I mean, it totally is. I just, there's, like I said, if, if you can't grip me in the first third of your game, or even the first, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, I'm just, I'm going to get bored and never touch it ever again and then rant on it on a podcast, you know?
0: (laughs) So you, you haven't, (laughs) you, you haven't played much of the recent Final Fantasies then, I take it.
2: Um, no, I, we did talk about this in one of our earlier podcasts. I, I played like, I played 15, but I played like half of, half of it, a quarter, got bored. Uh Just stopped. I don't know if it's me. I don't that's that's another thing. I don't know if it's me or if it's these games nowadays are just not being made with the same heart and soul or if my heart and soul's the one that's changing. I, I don't Yeah, it's, it, a
0: combination is... of both, I guess.
2: Probably. It keeps me Things change.
0: Mind. But things also remain the same. And Oh, I could use that as a, a segue actually <laughs> a segue. to what I've yeah, been playing. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, um, so I am going to quickly touch on what I've been playing and then we'll get honest about Star Wars stuff. But yeah, so things, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And one thing that has stayed the same throughout the years has been Quake. And recently I've been playing some more Quake champions because they updated it. There was a major update and they added a new champion to the roster named Strogan Peaker. And I don't know how familiar either of you are with Quake lore, but in Quake 2, the enemies are the Strog and basically think their cyborgs are like the kind of like the Borg from Star Trek, except a whole lot um na I guess brutal you could say, a lot more crude. Crude, that's what I'm looking for. Like a cruder Borg. Um they're they're half flesh, half metal, alien machines. And made out, made out of humans and other organic beings throughout the galaxy, I guess, but mainly humans. Um, the story premise is that they're harvesting humans from earth. But anyway, um, in case you didn't know, like Quake and Quake two, like Quake two had nothing to do with the first Quake story wise. It's like, there's a lot of, I don't want to get into it here because it's, it could be a long yarn about the development behind Quake, but the first Quake, it's like, Dark fantasy, medieval stuff, and monsters. And then Quake 2, it's like alien planet with cyborgs. No story connection whatsoever. But anyway, and so in Quake Champions, they got this new champion who is a Strog, One of the Strog characters. So one of those cyborg aliens from Quake 2. But the full name is Strog and Peeker. And Peeker is this little camera combat unit thing that flies around Strog. And it's his active ability, of course. Every champion in Quake champions has an active and a passive ability. Uh, nothing revolutionary there for these kind of games, but for Quake, of course, it is It is a difference. And uh, Strog and Peeker's active ability is you you take control of the camera Peeker, so of course you're mainly in control of Strog as you're running and jumping through the arenas. you're playing as the Strog guy with this little camera f- following him. But when you use your active ability, he goes into camo mode, he camouflages, and you take control of Peeker. You can fly him around and shoot a little turret, or you can hit the active ability button again to dive bomb into someone and destroy them. And I've been having a lot of fun using that active ability. So, as I've said before, I typically main ranger like the standard Quake character and Quake Champions. But I've really had a lot of fun using... Uh, a peeker because one of the things you can do is if you're fighting someone up close one on one and they're about to kill you and and you're shooting at them but you know they likely have the upper hand you can activate peeker and immediately dive bomb them and get them <laughs> so even if you dive you know you kill them from the grave or whatever and it's real like whenever i pull it off it's so satisfying and you can tell that the person you just got isn't an- is annoyed and <laughs> his passive ability is well, it's not as exciting to talk about. You just pick up little capsules called Stroyant capsules from enemies you kill that can increase his max health. But anyway, a lot of fun with that. They also updated the game with... There's more of a... So Quake Champions is an early access, and before this big update, you just kind of got XP and leveled up after each match, but now there's this whole result screen where they really go into what uh, medals or achievements you earned while playing... And they give you rewards. And of course they do show the XP gain as well. And right now there's a thing where if you play it every day. For like 7 days each day. You get a new reward. One of the loot boxes. And so I got back into it with that. They had a new a new map added to it. And there are also other little tweaks and improvements throughout. And I've been having, having a really good time once again playing it. They also brought back... In the game you can customize your weapon models and they brought back a weapon model from quake three the plasma gun you can't unlock it or purchase it currently you can only get it through uh loot boxes or loot chest but it gives what in quake champions is the super nail gun which is another long time quake weapon it gives it a new skin that makes it look and sound just like the plasma gun from quake three which of course i'm just delighted about i love like maybe the main reason I love Quake Champions is just being able to experience all these little bits of Quake lore again, like the straw character as a nod to Quake Two or seeing a new plasma gun model from based on the plasma gun from Quake Three. I really get into it. I really love it. As I've said before, I'm not that good at playing Quake competitively. Um but I still have tons of fun with it. And I really, I'm enthusiastic about it. And I've really enjoyed having an excuse to to dive back into it and check out uh, Strog and Peeker. And I'm hoping to have more, maybe Quake 2 themed maps. More maps that are like, set in an installation or an alien place or whatever. It also inspired me to revisit Quake 2 and Quake 4. Quake 4 was also set in that same alien cyborg Strog universe. And... It just really it took me back to my days of just like non stop just obsessing over Quake. Like that's one of those games that's just in my blood. And I've had tons of fun. Like earlier today I was playing a couple matches and I love it. Like the rocket launcher and Quake Champions, I just love it. It's like shooting it, the feel of it, it's great. I'm I'm no good at rocket jumping. I mean I'm practicing, but I still like I said my, my goodness level aside I have lots of fun so I've been doing a fair amount of that and then on a different note I saw the a bit of the trailer and read the announcement for Shadow of the Tomb Raider that inspired me to dive back in a little bit into Rise of the Tomb Raider and I don't know if either of you have played the Tomb Raider reboot series but I really loved the 2013 reboot um and then Rise of the Tomb Raider, I started playing back when it came out on the PC, which, of course, at first launch, it was just an Xbox One exclusive. And I played it when it came to the PC. And then I just kind of got away from it. It, it fell out of my, my playing schedule. But I went back to it, and I can, I can really get into those games. And though some of the things you know about Far Cry 5, Brennan... I could note about these Tomb Raider Reboot series because they kind of have two parts to them. Hmm. So there there are hub areas where you can explore a bunch of side tombs and just kind of go off on your own. And then there are story parts where there's like a cinematic and then a linear sequence where typically you're shooting people and using weapons and it's straightforward, straightforward. And when those parts crop up, in fact, just when I was playing it today, one of those parts cropped up and I was like, excuse me, I was like, man, I hate this. Like, everything that I enjoyed about the little hub area and exploring the side optional tomb, suddenly I'm thrown into this linear shooting people segment, and it's like the game just lost, you said this phrase a lot, it lost its heart and soul. Like, it it just wasn't as fun or as engaging, but then you get to another hub area and you get into it again. And it made me realize, based on um, what I've heard about what uh, uh press people who have access to it so press people who aren't like us who have played shadow of the tomb raider behind closed doors they say it has that similar setup but i would despite there being open world fatigue i would love an open world style game in this rebooted tomb raider series where it's just you exploring tombs and so on and finding gear and crafting things and all and just do away with the the cinematics and the shooting segments—I would love that. But anyway, um, so looking forward. That, that almost
2: <laughs> sounds like you. Would you want like a Breath of the Wild kind of setup where? Yeah. I, f- I feel like they do. They kind of almost reinvented open world games, whereas like you're exploring the whole time, but you're still progressing through the game very incrementally. Whereas it's not so much divided as fun time, story time, you know, like they're, yeah, I feel like they're linked, you know, and if they could do that with Tomb Raider, I feel like that would be perfect just for just the atmosphere alone. You know, it's, it's about Tomb Raiding. I feel like,
0: yeah, like that's, that's like, I mean, that's yeah. Like I had that exact same kind of thought thinking of Breath of the Wild. And I mean, as you know, of course I love Thief and that's why I love Tomb Raider as well, because it's just you, this soul, soul character exploring these places not wanting to engage anyone who might be there or you're just in like a tomb all alone. There are, there are a few in terms of atmosphere. There are some similarities between thief and tomb raider. And I like just exploring a tomb, jumping around, figuring out where to jump. You know, that's a big part of tomb raider. Uh, doing the little environmental puzzles for lack of a better phrase that, you know, there's, there's some puzzles there. They don't get too insanely complicated, but, and, and just Indiana Jones, and I guess you could say, or, or maybe Laura Crofting, but (laughs) I really, like, that's the part of the game I enjoy. When I go back and revisit the old Tomb Raider games, which I actually didn't play back in the day, but I've come back and revisited over the past five or six years through, um, their releases on Steam, like, I really love just getting lost in the atmosphere of that game. And that's why whenever a shooting segment and cinematics pop up in one of the reboot titles, I'm like, ah, you know, here we go again. Just take away all the magic, why don't you?
2: Exactly. It's a weird feeling, just having it stripped from you. Just when you're having fun. It's it's not fun.
0: Now, have either of you played the rebooted Tomb Raider games?
2: I've never played a Tomb Raider game in my life.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I have, I have my own things... Uh, equivalent, so I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't judge.
2: <laughs> no, I, I. I mean, I feel bad. It's one of those.
0: Well, you should. They're they're on Steam. They. Might, I think they're also on Good Old Games as well. Um. So yeah, you should check them out. Certainly, the rebooted series, if if not the original titles. Yeah, Interestingly, sure. well, I guess you could say horribly, <laughs> the first Tomb Raider. That I played was Tomb Raider Angel of Darkness. I actually rented it back in the day for the PS2. And of course it's famously like the worst Tomb Raider. So that's my little shameful story about Tomb Raider. Anyway.
2: Don't don't play that one. Okay.
0: Yeah, don't play Angel of Darkness. It was like the last one that... Core, I believe, was the company that was making them... Crystal Dynamics is now... But uh, Core, that was the last, Core Design, yeah, Core Design was the original developers of Tomb Raider, and that was actually their last one, Angel of Darkness, and it was panned by critics. Hmm. And I really, I loved also, oh, Tomb Raider Anniversary, I can't believe, Tomb Raider Anniversary, that's the one you should play. That's, because I played that actually several years ago, and it was my gateway into Tomb Raider. It's on the PC. It was a 360 PS3 era game, but it's on the PC primarily, and it's a remake of the first Tomb Raider with updated, well, I guess, you know, it was 2007, but updated as of 2007 graphics. It's really good. Really atmospheric, too. That, or the original, you should play. Definitely.
2: I'll I'll definitely give that a look. I I like the sound of that.
0: And so, uh, you, Haley, have you played the reboot Tomb Raider games?
1: Unfortunately, no.
0: Had you played the original ones?
1: No to that as well.
3: (laughs)
0: Okay. Well, then you need to play Tomb Raider Anniversary as well. If not the original, then Tomb Raider Anniversary. Um, Both excellent. And it's... Like, Tomb Raider Anniversary in the original is the kind of Tomb Raider I love. It is just... Combat segments are rare. There are some of them. But... Most of the game, and it's not open world, it's section by section, Mm, mm, excuse me, it's section by section open, but it is just you exploring tombs with atmospheric noises and jumping around and gymnastics and puzzles, it's great. And then, you know, occasionally wild animals attack and dramatic music starts, but those moments are rare. And there's a T-Rex, so there you go.
2: That's all you had to say, man. That's... Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Mario there's. Mario had that. What yeah, Mario.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, Mario. <laughs> Even Mario had a T Rex.
2: That's awesome.
0: Okay, well, so that wraps up currently playing. So now we're going to do one of our specialties, uh, To Be Honest seg- segment, TBH, and in honor of May the 4th or May 4th, which, of course, if. You haven't caught on. It refers to May the Force be with you. We're doing a Star Wars-themed TBH. Now, in TBH, of course, we share rants of ours or unpopular opinions of ours. And this time, it will be on Star Wars. And since Brennan is the only self-professed Star Wars fan among us, I say self-professed because really everyone is a Star Wars fan. I mean, how could you not be? It's like saying, you know, oh, I like... I'm a fan of Star Wars, you know, and I like, I like food, you know, water's cool too.
3: <laughs> air is uh,
0: nice. Yeah, air air is nice, you know, I like to live, but yeah, so you're the only self-professed one among us, so I will let you go first in our Star Wars To Be Honest segment.
2: Uh, this, I, I when when I heard that we were talking about this, I, I took a really solid look at all of my feelings. Um mostly towards the last Jedi and the new Han Solo movie. And while I won't speak about the new Han Solo movie, because it's not out yet, I can't critique it just yet. Um, I think I'm going to try and not defend the last Jedi, because I know that that kind of split the fan base. Um, you know, a lot of people didn't really like it as much as they thought they would. Um, and well i could after after walking out of the movie theater it was one of those movies where i was like you know i i don't know if i like that or not and as a quote self-professed uh star wars fan um as you can tell by the many bobbleheads in my room and the lightsaber that doesn't work <laughs> on my shelf <laughs> um i uh that wasn't really a, a good feeling for me um uh, my roommate and I, we, we sat down for like a solid three hours and just talked about, I'm not even kidding, uh, we we talked about our feelings, about Star Wars, of course, uh, Yeah. And <laughs> maybe the feelings afterwards, but, uh, but, but Star Wars, and talked about what we liked and what we didn't like, and while I can harp all day about what I didn't like, you know, uh, the Superman scene with Leia. Um,
3: yeah,
0: that was that pretty... Really,
2: bad taste in my mouth just thinking about it Um, yeah one thing that i really did like just to counterbalance that was the um the scene where you have the ship going into hyperspace and blowing up the other ship my theater went completely silent and that was probably one of the coolest feelings i've ever had in a movie theater it was completely silent and the movie itself was silent like it was it just looked beautiful. You sit down and you go, okay, well, why didn't they do that every single time that there was a problem? And there's a slew of people that would be like, okay, well, here's X, Y, and Z reason. And then blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to defend that or go into that. I just thought it was a cool shot. You know, that was one of the times, mm-hmm. the very few moments in Star Wars where I was like, okay, just enjoy it. Just don't criticize it. Just enjoy it. Um The part that I seem to disagree with a lot of people is that I don't think... Spoil- I'm gonna, is it okay to spoil this? Is it? I mean, it's, um, it's been a couple
1: well, months. Well,
0: let's see, uh, Haley, would you mind- have you seen the movie, or would you mind spoilers for The Last Jedi? Uh,
1: you can spoil it, cause I have no plans of ever seeing it. <gasps>
0: okay, wow. Well, ma- oh. is that- maybe that's her to be honest, but anyway. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, so well, yeah, let's...
0: I've seen it. So yes, you can spoil away.
2: Okay, so Snoke, you know, if you've seen The Force Awakens, you're like, okay, this guy's going to be pretty big. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, I mean, literally, he's a he, he's a hologram in the first in in yeah. excuse me, the seventh one. So he's he's pretty big. But uh, <laughs> um, you think that he's going to play a huge role, and about uh, maybe two thirds through The Last Jedi. Uh, He dies. He gets cut in half. Um, And I feel like a lot of people probably weren't expecting that. I definitely was not. I thought that he was going to play a major role in all three movies. It was
0: anticlimactic.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the ensuing fight with the Praetorian Guard, I thought that was very cool. Except when someone recently just pointed out that one of the guards could have stabbed Rey in the back with one of their swords, but they apparently edited out. I don't know how to explain it. It's been a couple weeks, but...
0: I have to look that up. I haven't heard of that.
2: Yeah, it was a weird thing where, like, there was some editing. I don't know if it was a problem or what, but, like, you see him have two swords, and there's a a part where he conveniently, like, has her held, and if he had the other one in his hand, you never see it knocked out. But if he had the other one in his hand, he could have just killed her. But uh-huh. they conveniently edited that out, so a lot of people were upset about that. But um, anyway, uh, the the main thing that I want to talk about is mm-hmm. why Snoke isn't dead and why I believe Snoke isn't dead. Now, if you're like me, um, you uh, obviously went out and bought the Star Wars Visual Dictionary, um, as yeah any good fan would do, and if you go to um. I don't know the uh page 35 and 34 of this visual bible uh, dictionary visual dictionary mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh it there's all, this whole page i feel has, okay so i, I feel like they wouldn't la ah, i'll read uh quote though his name is known to the galaxy and his reputation as supreme leader of the first order precedes him few have ever seen snoke in the flesh he obscures himself with distance being forever unreachable, save for a select few who can contact him directly. Contact him directly. Okay, that's that's key. Mm-hmm. Even in such circumstances, Snoke disguises his true nature. Also key. Whatever frailties have broken his body are dwarfed by the immense size at which he p- t- typically projects his form. So, and uh, later on, on page 35, Snoke's physical skills may have faded. Obviously, you see that as he gets cut in half. Yeah. But his force aided abilities to persuade, manipulate, and perceive are tremendous. So I know that I'm just kind of taking these quotes and, uh, you know, blowing them up for a bit, but I, I, I feel like someone who is this powerful, um, who have, who could convert Kylo Ren and make him do the atrocities that he did has to have some immense persuaded power and for him to have everyone believe that he's dead isn't that exactly what he would want um am i wrong there i i just i feel like he played too much of a part they hyped him up so much and i don't think i know that the last jedi um typically you talk to people and they will say that Ryan Johnson did the thing where he he kind of pulled an anti Star Wars. He he did everything kind of yeah. opposite, you know, like the good guys pretty much lose for the entire movie. Um uh even, you know, seeing Luke, a lot of people thought Luke was going to be a certain way and he was the complete opposite, which I don't yeah. really have a problem with, but topic for another time. Um something that I also think is interesting that this visual novel points out is that Snoke has And this is where I get into the conspiracy theory. This is where I have that giant board and I'm I'm drawing lines all over it, you know, and and I've got string just attached to different pictures of Snoke (laughs) in my my room, which is conveniently off screen. But um, he has this ring and it's just it's just called ring in the visual dictionary that I'm looking at. Uh, (laughs) um, The black part is called obsidian from the catacombs beneath Darth Vader's. Mustafar Castle which we see mm-hmm. in very briefly in Rogue One um, now for people that don't know Darth Vader uh, tragically well Anakin Skywalker I should say tragically quote died that day on Mustafar when he became Darth Vader and got his limbs cut off and all that What fun stuff but eventually Palpatine later on and I believe this is canon tells him to go back to that place because Mustafar had uh, has some dark side influence in it and he tells Vader to go back to that spot and uh, attune with this dark side power that's inherent to the planet. And there, Vader builds his castle. And the interesting bit is that there are catacombs underneath the temple, meaning that there's probably something there beforehand that Vader had um, seen and probably built atop of. Mm-hmm. Now, on this ring are etches of the. Glyphs of the Dwarthee. Now, I didn't know what this was before looking it up, but after doing some research in the f- in the prequel trilogy, Darth Sidious, otherwise known as Senator Palpatine, um, he had these golden statues. I believe they were golden. either were golden or silver in his in his office, um, and you can predominantly see them in Revenge of the Sith. And th- there's even the scene where he pulls his lightsaber out of one of them. Those statues are uh dwarty statues and they typically i believe they mm. have some kind of dark side influence um and they're very prominent that's why he's he has statues to them it, he was kind of hiding in plain sight you know the jedi didn't know about that because they're ancient meanwhile this guy has statues honoring sith lords not sith lords but dark side users in his office and no one no one called him out for that which is kind of funny but yeah um so in a lot of interviews um it's it's speculated and i think talked about that nine the, the ninth movie is going to somehow tie all of these movies together the prequels the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy and if this is any kind of indication that you know they're using a callback in the ninth and eighth movies to something that happened you know six movies ago well not chronologically but you know what i yeah, mean yeah yeah in the in the chronological timeline of star wars so, I know that all of these are very minute details, but I feel like it could probably paint a, a bigger picture of Snoke. A lot of people believe he's dead, but I really don't think so. And even if his physical body is dead, um, you know, they're typically um, I, I'm I'm gonna nerd out on some lore again. Uh, <laughs> light Light Side users um the reason that they be- can become force ghosts is because they are pure of heart and they can um you know they they transcend to the force essentially being immortal whereas the-, the sith that's all they want is immortality but they can never achieve it sith traditionally cannot become force ghosts it's speculated that obi-wan came to anakin skywalker moments before his death and kind of told him how to become a force ghost. That's why you see him in episode uh six, briefly at the end. Um mm-hmm. but and again, this is kind of really stretching it here, but in the old legends, in the old legends comics, Palpatine eventually comes back. He somehow I, I don't I didn't read them. I read about them, but he essentially somehow uh throws his soul into Uh, different hosts and is able to essentially become a mortal, but you're still bound to the mortal realm. Whereas uh, a force ghost transcends the mortal flesh and becomes one with the force. Um, And if this is, if this is the, the dark side equivalent of becoming a mortal, maybe this ring has something to do with it. Maybe he, threw himself i i really think that he threw himself projected his soul or his mind into hux i don't know why i feel like hux is a really weird character for him he doesn't really have much of a purpose but if he were to be snoke's vessel later on and kind of blow everyone's mind then i think that that would be really cool and if that does happen you heard it here first uh but i did not come with it (laughs) come up with that on my own. It was a lot of a lot of reading what other people had written. None of none of these are my ideas. Uh this is just what I've read and other people reading. But no, I don't think Snokes dead. I don't long story <laughs> short. He's not dead. He's coming back. Well, so
0: it it's interesting to hear all the the side fiction and your little conspiracy theory. <laughs> but could you remind me who was Hux again? I'm sorry. I just can't remember.
2: Oh, he's the uh the the red-haired general of okay, the first order. Okay. That's
0: That's what I thought because I knew mm. okay, it's got to be someone on the bad side who's high up and then I I remembered him.
2: Yeah, right? Like he doesn't he doesn't really do much, right? Like he's just I feel like he's just kind of there, like there's yeah. uh and I yeah, I don't know. I I I feel like he has a bigger role to play as the snoke. Um, because you you I feel like you can't just hype up you can't just hype up this one character and just kill him off that's not
0: unless they, they wanted it, it to to be part of the whole like message of that movie of like destroying fans expectations and toying with the fans
2: and this was the conversation that I had with my roommate is that just because you make something different does not make it inherently good. Um, yeah. I I liked the idea of upsetting fan expectations, you know, because I feel like Star Wars does kind of fall into a trope, you know, that they, I feel like they're very, almost kind of formulaic in a way. Um, and this was an interesting way to break that up. I feel like the execution was not very well done, but again, the the problem i see with criticizing just the last jedi a, as a as an installment is that i feel like this these these movies um and especially movies as of late just in the industry they don't make them as singular movies anymore they make them as a trilogy they know yeah. that they know that the first one's going to do well so they like they're already planning on that second one so they i don't even think that they had the original Star Wars was great because it was just one movie. And then yes. they were like, okay, we'll probably make another one. That sounds great. Um But this has, has uh it's you, you almost can't critique it because it's still not done. The the final product still isn't in front of you. It's it's really only two thirds done. And I I like that and I don't. Uh, I don't know how exactly to explain why uh, I, I think it's I don't want to say it's lazy I i don't I, I'm having trouble putting it into words um, but I it's, feel like you, you can't really, we can't successfully critique something that's not finished and if this is truly in that mindset of it being made as a trilogy rather than Installments, then yeah, we, nine could change everything. Nine could make the Last Jedi all make sense. It could like, validate okay, well, it. Yeah, exactly. And that's both a good and a bad thing. I don't, I don't really want to have to rely on other movies for this. It one could to vindicate be it. That's the word I the, was looking for. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, I know I'm gonna keep talking. I, I hate this, but you 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 did this to yourself you 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 wanted this Star Wars episode and you wanted me on it well <laughs> um well sorry okay
0: like one here's one little proposal uh go go for unrelated. it unrelated well i mean no it's related but unrelated to what the specific parts you're talking about so in the last jedi when they first show Luke Skywalker a big criticism is he just tosses the lightsaber All that suspense from the end of the last movie, and he just tosses it. Well, someone I know suggested, okay, keep Luke Skywalker as the character who doesn't care anymore, but instead of tossing the lightsaber, he just slowly hands it back to her. And that way, he remains the guy who's moved on and doesn't care, but he's not completely flippant. How does that sound to you? Do you think that would have been a better way to do it?
2: I want to say yes to like instead in the of tossing it of Luke, he I just slowly so hands funny. it back to her. I thought that was the funniest thing when he tosses it.
0: I did too, I but don't... it was so it was like I mean, come on! After the ending to the last one, he just needs <laughs> to slowly, solemnly hand it back and say "go away," you know, not just tossing it.
2: I'm... I'm... I'm
0: it's absurdly yeah. ir- irrelevant i mean irreverent
2: it's it's a it was a bit uh starking i guess at first i don't know i felt like all of people's criticisms about luke i don't really understand um i felt like he was a lot of people didn't like how he had given up um and how he was like this depressed old man just living by himself yeah but that's essentially what Yoda did. And wouldn't you also become a depressed old hermit if everything that you knew and loved died and it was because of you? Like, you essentially caused the second reckoning of the universe. Something that you tried so hard to, to fix suddenly came back and it was essentially your fault for being a little scared for yeah. a couple seconds. Yeah, that I, would... I empathize with them, you know? I... I as much as i understand why people don't like that side to him i can't see luke as being anyone other than what we saw and Um,
0: i'm i'm with you for the most part all i'm saying is just tone it down a little bit you know and i think it's perfectly encapsulating that suggestion i had i'll go ahead and say it was my brother who had that suggestion but instead of tossing it just hand it back you know
2: i can i can see it i think that that would make it
0: more, Definitely more
2: in tune with this character yeah. and just fitting more with the tone of the movie as a whole because, yeah, like you it said, would it would be to...
0: more digestible for the people who were, um, uh, put off by Luke in that movie. I think, I think the thing that really got people who were put off by Luke is how the first thing he does is toss the lightsaber.
2: That's not even the first time he tosses a lightsaber though. When he's about to strike down Darth Vader, he also tosses aside his lightsaber so he's he's kind of used to it
0: true but the the context was kind (laughs) of different right like he yeah totally there he was showing mercy and this other one he was saying like you know screw this get out of here i don't care anymore well yeah Uh, anyway uh, so
2: i could keep going but let's let's we'll have a we'll have a
0: separate podcast brennan talks star wars um (laughs) star wars luster there we go um but now we will i will turn well i already used the spotlight metaphor so why don't i say i'll ask brennan to get up and now i will guide Haley to the hot seat and say what is your star wars to be honest
1: i don't understand all the hype around star wars i'm done i'm out <laughs> I'm, i, knew she, I knew she
0: was gonna say it that's pretty... i knew she was gonna do it Generic. That's <laughs> a pretty all-encompassing, to be honest. I have to say,
1: like I, I've never. Now, mind you, I've never seen Star Wars, but <sighs> wait, you've never I, seen it. I've never seen <laughs> it, okay. but I've I've always been on the fence of like watching it. But when I go to, I'm just like, yeah, I don't think this is something I'm going to. Enjoy. I don't think this is something that's going to be my cup of tea. And I think one of the reasons why is I feel so far behind already. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of like, well, I don't feel like spending all my time trying to get into this massive world and to learn about this massive world. Like, I just, I'm so far behind that I'm kind of just like, I'm perfectly fine with being out of the loop because I feel like I don't have the time to dedicate to trying to get into everything so when something star wars related comes up i'm kind of just like oh okay like that's that's cool if that's what you're into that's what you're into but that's not my cup of tea so i'm just gonna hang out over in this corner and be a complete loser by myself
0: i guess that's kind of like me and uh the avengers infinity war movie that recently came out because I haven't been following any comic book superhero movies and everyone's talking about it. And I just feel like I don't have the time to, to keep up with it.
1: Yeah. I like, I, I can definitely relate with that because like I've loosely kept up with those movies, but at the same exact time, like I've only really watched them because you can watch those without knowing what's going on like you don't really have to follow um all the lore to really grasp what's going on but with star wars i feel like i'd have to start at the very very beginning and watch everything to even know like a tiny bit about what's going on
0: well have you done Star Wars anything? Like, so you haven't seen the movies. Have you ever played a game or read a book or like anything? Have you ever had a Star Wars birthday cake? Like anything Star Wars at all?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen the movie trailers, if that counts. Okay. That's about it.
0: Now, so would you, would you ever so you're saying you would never be inspired to like one a uh, weekend evening like sit down and just watch Star Wars a New Hope or Episode Four or Star Wars, as it was called originally, just watch that first movie and don't worry about getting caught up just i'm going to watch the first Star Wars you wouldn't be inspired to do that
1: I think if I had somebody who was interested in it and knew all about the the world and the lore of Star Wars I think I'd be interested in doing that but me by myself no I have no interest in doing that by myself
0: okay
2: I'm crying I'm crying over here by the way if you guys <laughs> couldn't tell <sighs> I'm sorry well,
1: it's
2: okay it's okay all of your criticisms are totally valid I understand I-
1: Like, it's just, it's one of those things, like, a lot of people aren't into one franchise, but other people are. And, like, growing up, I wasn't heavily invested into anything really sci-fi related. And I'm still not, but it's, it's like, pulling me slowly. But, like, with Star Wars, it's just so huge, and I just, I feel so tiny when i even start to talk about star wars because i'm just like well i don't know anything where would i even begin i just i know absolutely nothing so it's just really intimidating to think about getting into the series when i'm already so far behind
3: well
0: as a little nudge i guess i could say don't feel pressured to get into it because me personally i've never like i'm not like brennan i have never heavily invested myself in the fan fiction of star wars (laughs) and i've known people even a college professor i had who they are like obsessed they are completely literate in all things star wars fan fiction and that is beyond me i've seen the movies I've played some of the games, like, uh, Jedi Knight and the Dark Forces games on the PC. I'm a little bit of KOTOR Knights of the Old Republic, but I have never, like, read the books or gotten, or gotten as an encyclopedia or gotten super into it. So don't feel like, as a little, again, a little bit of inspiration, it's okay if you just watch the main movies and just let that be it. You don't, you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing.
2: That is very true. You don't have to, read every single tiny bit of detail to be a fan you know you can just appreciate it for what it is and that's totally fine i won't hate you other people might but i won't
1: i mean like i i don't hate star wars i'm definitely open to um like learning about it and watching it it's just i i won't take it upon myself to go out and watch the movies if I don't have someone else who's interested in it with me. That's just kind of the way I am with, like, older things. Um I don't, like, I kind of need, like, that little push to get into it. So if I'm watching it with someone who knows what's going on i think i'll enjoy it enjoy it a little bit more because i can ask them questions if i get confused if i sit there by myself i can tell you right now i'm not going to pay attention i'm going to sit there on my phone and like maybe glance up twice and miss everything um so so yeah well, i mean i hope i hope people don't hate me for not being into it but i mean oh no shouldn't. <laughs> star wars sure isn't not. everyone's cup of tea
0: true but you know you are currently speaking with someone who knows tons about it maybe we could set up a, a live stream a, a game lester live stream of of you two watching star wars and you'd have your person who knows about it albeit um let's see albeit not in person but via cameras and mics and all that but then again like like cuts down at, that's in new jersey right i'm sorry I, where are you again
1: i'm in pennsylvania
0: oh pennsylvania. dang my bad i don't know why yeah. where I'm, i got that i'm from. in jersey okay
1: no like we aren't far from each other
0: true that is huh. true I, yeah it's... i never
1: thought of that actually that's kind of weird
0: it's not like out here in in the in the West or the middle of the country where like states are fairly big. I forget that. I up, mean, up Pennsylvania there, yeah.
1: is fairly huge. It's yeah. about five. Give if you're my mom, you can make it from Pittsburgh to Kutztown in roughly four hours. But but what I'm if I'm not sure... your mom? uh then probably four and a half to five okay i'm pretty sure pittsburgh to philly is around five to six
3: okay
0: yeah that's i guess that's pretty anomalous for a northeastern state maybe outside of maine but then again what do i know you know (laughs) anyway so live stream of star wars you and brennan there we go. That's some game luster content right there, and that could be yeah. the the pull, the hook for it. You know, someone seeing Star Wars for the first time. Like, if you want to watch someone seeing Star Wars for the first time, come check out the stream.
2: Haley, I have to ask you a twist of a classic question because I'm a, I know that you haven't seen Star Wars, and I'm assuming that you've never seen Star Trek.
1: Is that correct? Yeah.
2: Okay, so if you were going to pick one. If if you were going to start one or the other, which would you be more inclined to start?
1: Um, I would probably say Star Wars just because of the more recent movies. Yes. Um, I feel like once I got up to date, <laughs> I would enjoy the more re- I'm not like a big fan of like older television movies and TV shows, so I feel like I wouldn't enjoy Star Trek at all, because I just don't enjoy older television. So I feel like once I got caught up on the older Star Wars movies, I'd probably really enjoy the newer ones. Um Especially because I think Donald Glover is in the Han Solo movie, and he is. Yes. He, he is perfection as an actor and a rapper. So I feel like I would definitely enjoy him
0: okay well there you go there's that little impetus i think brennan when does uh solo come out that movie
2: oh it's a good question is it may 17th or 19th i think it's no the 18th because i think 18th is a friday because i graduate that like next day so i'm kind of bummed that i won't be able to see it that night but who knows
0: okay so you've got roughly a couple (laughs) weeks Haley, to see all the star wars movies that way you can see um Donald you said Donald Glover, you can see him and solo. Yeah. You've got two weeks. Hey, There's your inspiration.
1: I, I guess Brennan has to like come visit me now. Yeah. So that we can watch yeah. these.
0: Totally.
2: I would do that. That'd be fun. Game Luster Road Trip.
0: Yes. There we go. Yep.
1: And we can vlog it all.
0: Yes. Oh, I like it. Wonderful. Alright, well. One of you ha- has seen is obsessed too much with Star Wars and the other, <laughs> I guess, too little. And then there's me, I, and I'm somewhere in between. I'm like the tepid porridge that Goldilocks would would eat or whatever. But anyway, so my Star Wars, to be honest, is... I like episode one. I can't lie. I'm
2: done. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I like I, I episode
0: one. I, I enjoy... I <laughs> I enjoyed and I enjoy Star Wars Episode One. And I mean, it's just fun to watch. There are the little droids that roll like balls and then pop out of them, you know, and shoot those guns. There are all the funny noises that the, that the battle droids make. There's that segment where they're all the sea monsters and they go to that underwater place, and that's a real cool segment to watch. There's pod racing. Come on, pod racing—that whole section is awesome, and it inspired a, a very fun arcadey racing video game. There's a double-sided lightsaber. I don't think that's in any of the other movies. There's Darth Maul. Padme <laughs> is introduced. I mean, come on. Yeah, I think the Jar Jar Binks is overplayed. Yeah, he's annoying and he's in it, but it's not like he's the movie. You know. And it could have had better characters. I mean, I've seen the, what is it, Red Letter Media video that talks about the protagonist or whatever. But And I, I agree, yeah, it's, it's lacking, but it's still a fun movie to watch. I'm not saying it's great Star Wars fare. I'm not saying there's a great protagonist in it. I'm just saying it's a fun, enjoyable movie to watch, and I like it. So to be honest, my Star Wars, to be honest, is I like episode one so there
2: I'm, I, don't, I don't have any words I'm sorry
0: <laughs> well it is to be honest It is. you know you, you gotta expect you, something um, unpopular or, or a rant or something like that
2: you guys nailed it You got, I was not
0: on the same <laughs> we've destroyed you as you, guys. <laughs> you didn't know it could be so raw and honest you weren't ready
2: <laughs> I feel personally attacked <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding
0: oh well, like of the prequel trilogy, do you, like, do you hate all of them? Do you have a favorite? Like, what are, what's, I mean, real briefly, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we don't have time for like your full analysis, but what's <laughs> your brief short take on the prequel trilogy?
2: Uh, brief short take. I like the premise. I like the ideas that were presented. Mm-hmm. I, similar to, the Last Jedi. I like the idea, but I do not like the execution in any way, shape, or form. Um, I feel like there was uh, a couple of years ago. I, I, it was the I can't remember his name, the actor that played Eric Foreman in that '70s show. He made a, a fan edit of the prequels, which essentially it cut out. Yeah, I, I, Trevor, I hate to do this. Oh too, but yeah, it I think I've out, seen it though. Yeah, it cut out the entire yeah. first movie, except for the last fight yes. scene, and then cut up bits of the second and third, and it definitely made it a more enjoyable experience, because they cut out all the garbage.
0: <laughs> yeah, episode uh, one was like <laughs> five minutes long, and that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh
2: So, yeah, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world, as people vilify it as, and prequel memes, they're nice. I have to say prequel do, memes are really funny.
0: Oh yeah, the prequel memes. Well, do you have a favorite? Like of episodes 1 through 3 if you had to pick a favorite, could you do that?
2: Yeah, uh definitely Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Hands down. Yeah,
0: that yeah. one's good.
2: Um I just I don't know. I I like the the fall, the fall of uh or, or a tragic kind of yeah. hero. Um you know, it, Star Wars always felt kind of uh, epic, Shakespearean almost. Yes. I feel like uh, Revenge of the Sith really nails that yeah. that feeling. Um, so I appreciate it for that, but that's about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, do note how I framed why I like episode one. I, I know there aren't great characters. It's not like a great story arc, but I think it's fun to watch. And I also might be a little bit biased because it was... It was the first one I saw in a theater back when I was a kid, so maybe that biases me a little bit because it was like the, a cool experience of seeing Star Wars Episode One in a theater. Now, I had seen the original trilogy, of course, but it was in a den on a TV via Laserdisc, so I hadn't seen that one in a theater. Now, my brother saw the redone original trilogy back in the 90s. He saw those in the theater when they were shown, but um, I did not, so Episode One was the first one I saw in a theater. Uh, and, and speaking of that, I guess I, I do, maybe Brennan, you would, you would appreciate this. I do have the original Star Wars movies without the little redone touch ups. I have those on Laserdisc, the original released Star Wars movies.
2: I love you. That's the only <laughs> version I watch.
0: Do you have them too?
2: No, but I, no. I look them up online. Okay. <laughs> Cause yeah. I wish I had them. Yeah. Cause... Oh my goodness.
0: Because apparently, I don't keep up with this much, but apparently they've never released those on DVD or Blu-ray again, for whatever no, reason.
2: But, well, he, like, Lucas, for whatever reason, he would just keep coming out with these remastered editions yeah. and whatnot, and just adding stupid details. Yeah. Like, uh, there's one scene where R2-D2's hiding in, like, a cave, and then one of the later editions, the remaster, they just, he just puts a CGI rocket for no reason. Yeah. I don't know why that bothers me so much, but it does, and yeah, just <laughs> I don't, it, I don't know. it
0: alters the the original experience.
2: Yeah, so I, that's really cool that you have those. I would yep. never, I would never sell those. I would oh, pass yeah. those down to posterity for as long as you can.
0: Yes, and and even uh, my parents had got like this laserdisc of dvd or videotape converter or something and they backed it up it was either videotape to videotape or to dvd one of those two formats and they backed them up because we do know they're uh they're valuable so yeah that's my cool little star wars thing i guess but anyway
2: you were redeemed yes thank you thank you i I've,
0: (laughs) i've my liking of episode one has been made up for i guess um,
2: no, I don't, I don't, I can't hate you too much. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't hate you at all. I'm just kidding.
0: Okay. All right then. Well, that does it for star Wars to be honest. But before we go, I have a few, would you rathers now, Robert, another podcast host of ours, Robert Scarpanito, He did one of these in episode nine, the game luster podcast, episode nine. And he presented a pretty tough quandary. If you want to go back and listen to it. And I've been inspired to do a few myself by that. They're not as specific as his, but they're they're puzzling little scenarios. So I'll just let you two jump into these, and then I'll give my answer. So basically, I'm going to give you two rotten scenarios, and you have to pick one. And the first one is pretty simple and straightforward. You're on a rope. You're dangling on a rope above a pit, and the rope is slowly fraying and it will snap and you will fall down into the pit. Would you rather it be a pit of snakes or a pit of spiders? Go.
2: Oh, man. Snakes. Spiders. Aw.
0: So is this just a case with either of you of which one you fear less?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
0: Well personally i have to go with snakes i i don't like either of them but if i'm forced to choose i fear spiders a little bit more so so haley i take it of the three of us you you err on the side of spiders is there any specific reason or
1: um, i think just because i have a lot more experience with spiders in general so i'm not as afraid of them like they still creep me out but snakes oh yeah like when (laughs) i hear snake the first thing i imagine is me getting bit and dying so i'd like to just stay away from all snakes in general
0: okay so you're the indiana jones of the group (laughs) <laughs> I guess with me, it'd be, you know, spiders, spiders, why'd it have to be spiders, you know? In Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I'd grab a giant spider to let my son back in from the quicksand or whatever. I'm sorry, not my son, my my girlfriend, mother of son person. Anyway. Have you seen those? I, I just want to make sure my references aren't falling on deaf ears.
2: Yes, okay. yeah, all of them. Okay. Fantastic. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, maybe eventually we'll do an Indiana Jones, to be honest. If there's ever a fifth one, which there might be. All right, so there's the first one. The second one is straightforward as well. It's another creature phobia. You're going to be, <coughs> excuse me, dropped into a natural area, and there is going to be something or some things hunting you, and you can't escape but you're going to be dropped in the middle of it. And as soon as you drop into it, the things or thing hunting you is going to know where you are and it's going to start coming for you. So that's the scenario. Would you rather it be a jungle with velociraptors or a lake with a great white shark? Go. Um... And keep in mind here, I assume if you've seen Jurassic Park, Keep in mind, um, Dr. Grant, Sam Neill's description of how Velociraptors kill and eat their prey. Have you both seen that, by the way?
2: It's been a really long time. So I don't remember. I'm going to have to say I would probably cut myself in the lake so the Great White knows where I am anyway. And I would just... <laughs> And it just kills me. I feel like that would be. I feel like that would be way better than Velociraptors.
0: Well, Haley, have you. Do you know um, of Dr. Grant's description in Jurassic Park? Have you seen that?
1: I have seen Jurassic Park, but I don't remember the description off the top of my head. But I am going to go with Velociraptors because I don't like sharks or bodies of water for that matter. So. Knowing me, i just sit down right where I am and kind of just let them eat me. (laughs) I'm not even going to fight it.
0: Well, on this one, I'm with you, Haley. I would go with the jungle and Velociraptors because I don't like bodies of water or sharks either. But that being said, in the description in Jurassic Park that Dr. Grant gives... It's that you are still alive when they begin to eat you, so it will not be a fast death. Oh. Yeah. You remember, it's that little kid who's like, oh, whatever, that's just a dumb little bird, you know, and, and then Dr. Grant goes in this huge soapbox thing about how it's not just some little bird. These Velociraptors, man, they they take their time with you.
2: And you'd rather pick that than... A great Yes, shark.
0: but remember the premise, though. Now, in the first "Would you rather," you're above a pit; you're doomed. But in this one, my premise was: Did I make it clear you can escape? Like you're going to be dropped into this area, and they're going to be hunting you, but you can escape. I guess I should oh, have I emphasized can, that. I, that's part I of the can't premise. Can't
2: escape either. That's. But yes, that's I would huge.
0: choose. I would choose land with land-based creatures, no matter what they do to me, over water with the water creature
1: especially because in the jungle there's trees yeah so you can always climb that's and true try to outwit them by um going from tree to tree that is true whereas with the water you have to try to out swim a shark
0: yeah not not as likely
1: when did you become michael phelps brennan
2: yeah <laughs> i'm I'm not, I was going to say, I'd probably drown before the great white shark even got to me, because I can't <laughs> swim. So maybe maybe I just picked very poorly.
0: Okay, well, uh, <laughs> so me and Brennan, snakes, Haley, spiders, me and Haley, velociraptors, Brennan, the lake with the great white. On to the next one. It does not include creature phobias. It's a live question. So. Would you rather die one year from today, but in that year, be guaranteed a flawless, perfect life where your dreams come true, or live to be 100, but have no guarantee how your life is going to go?
2: Hmm. Wow. That's... That's a really good one, actually. Uh, uh, this got deep really quick. Yeah, yeah yes. I'm. Oh, uh, now I'm contemplating whether or not my life is worth living. <laughs> <Oops>. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, but I live to. Can I die before I hit 100? Like, I mean, I'm. I'm guaranteed to live to 100, but could I die before that?
0: Well. That, I don't know if if I would put it, I don't know if I want to say no. I think part of the stipulation is you do live to be 100, but maybe I could put it this way. You just live a long natural life. I guess I could put it that way. Like whether you want to make it your 60s, 70s, 80s, 100, whatever. You live a long natural life that could be great, you just don't have a guarantee Or you live the one year, but you are guaranteed the life of your dreams in that year.
1: I think I'm just going to go with the long natural life. Because, I mean, right now, that's kind of the way life seems to be for me. Like, I don't really know what's going to happen after I graduate or what's going to happen a year from now. So, I'd rather just live out my days not really knowing what happens because I'm kind of going through that right now rather than have a super perfect life for a year and be like oh well great year guys (laughs) uh see you on the other side because that (laughs) kind of just wow I'm going to be paying off student loans for the rest of my life that kind of just made like the last five years of college and everything else kind of like not worth it
0: but it doesn't matter because in that year you're going to live like the perfect dream life
1: yeah but what what about all the other years that i have lived like just because one year is perfect shouldn't mean that all the other years of my life don't really mean anything just because it was one perfect year
0: you want the payoff in other words you want the yeah. the the working to receive the reward and all that. That's
1: basically.
0: I can understand that.
2: I'm leaning towards the one year, but I can't really explain why. It just sounds. It just sounds kind of nice. Because you're you're
0: guaranteed.
2: Yeah, it's it's like, I mean, because.
0: But really, it is just one um. year.
2: Yeah, and I'd be keeping a calendar. So. Yeah. <laughs> but wouldn't I have, I feel like, all right, so I feel like I would be kind of, uh, I would know that I'm going to die in a year, so I feel like, would life really, could it really be perfect? Like, would I not just be afraid? No, I guess I would be over it. Because my life's great. But then, maybe, like, the day or two before I die, I would just go insane because my life is that good, and I would finally understand what it means to be alive, and then have it be ripped away from me. So I feel like that existence would would be pretty bad. That could be a side effect. On the flip side, life could suck. Yeah. Forever, until I'm 100. So... Wow. But um, the the
0: gamble is what if you chose the living to your 100 or living the long natural life and it ended up being the life of your dreams. Even though there's no guarantee that could happen, so that's like the gamble.
2: Hmm. I'm trying to think if I have any fantasies that I would live out if I just had a year left, like what I would do. I I'd probably just I'm I'm thinking I would just be a rock star. <laughs> Play beautiful music for a bunch of people, and then just maybe overdose on some drugs one night, and then die.
0: <laughs> don't even uh, use your year, just die before the year's up?
2: No, I would okay. tour for about... I would tour for maybe, like... I can't even say I would tour for half a year, because then that's half a year. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how I would even spend it. That's the. That's the... What is... I'm having like an existential crisis here. What is the life of my dreams? I don't even know what that entails. Is that infinite money? Is that is that love? Wherever I wherever I look, I don't
0: It could be a I, lot I mean, of things.
2: I want to play it safe, but like I don't know, life could suck, or I could just die in a year anyway.
0: But, oh, man, but know. it, well, if no,
2: I get a long natural life, no, it, yeah, I if you
0: choose the other life. option, yeah. you are the one thing you are guaranteed is the long natural life. So you wouldn't die in a year. If you chose that option, you would have the long natural life.
2: I feel like this is so philosophical because yeah. then couldn't don't if I'm living that long, couldn't I use that time to somehow make my life better? Somehow. Yeah. I'm going to go for that one. I'm going to go for the long life, and I'm going to devote the rest of my life to figuring out what makes me happy. Okay. But then what if what if I never find it? Oh, God. (laughs) Oh. Oh, man, that was a really good one.
0: Yeah. It is a difficult question. But I would defer from where both of you have been drifting. I would choose the one year, just because... I know I would be guaranteed the life of my dreams and you never know what can happen otherwise. So I would I would go with the one
2: year. But, but wouldn't you be but like you're you're going to have you're going to have to go after that year wouldn't you be like devastated that everything that you Possibly could have imagined and something that's so great just end, I feel like that would be that would make it awful that would make it so hard to live through.
0: It would spoil it, but I would just put it out of my mind. I would just enjoy it while it lasted and realize, hey, you know the other way, who knows what could have happened, you know a quake turn of events and suddenly it's like, dang, you know, maybe I should have chosen the other option,
2: okay, I'm trying to think of this as a food analogy. If I get a bag of Skittles, am I going to eat them all at once? Or one every couple of minutes? I'm probably going to eat them all at once. And then be sad when it's over.
0: But see, in this scenario you would have like an endless supply of Skittles in your basement without one year, you know. All the Skittles you could want.
2: Uh, I'm going to have to go with the one year. Okay, well... I think I can make my life that meaningful. But I still have to figure out what it is. Do I... So in... Oh, God, well, so far, this... we've
0: got Rockstar, we've got Skittles, you know. There's a theme developing.
2: It's just, do I have to pick what... Do I have to choose for myself what the life of my dreams means? I know that sounds like a really there may stupid may Maybe a machine question.
0: could read your subconscious if you couldn't figure it out.
2: I feel like that's what I would have to defer to because if you ask me right now, if I only had a year to live and how I would spend it, I would just say playing video games <laughs> and doing nothing yeah. and sleeping. So yeah. it's not really much of anything. Just
0: sleep. Just sleep the whole year.
2: That wouldn't be that bad. And so... Oh, now I'm having an existential crisis. Oops. This is not good. I guess, <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it' a bit more philosophical than... Um, you know, Velociraptors are a shark, I guess. But I definitely like that one. Yeah. That one was fun. Yeah. And, and Haley, are you going to stick with your long natural life choice?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Okay. I'll stick with my one year choice, and it seems like Brennan was switching back to that. Um, and I've got one more before we wrap up this podcast here. I've got one more Star Wars themed. I thought I'd throw in a Star Wars themed one. So maybe Haley, you can speak to this one as much, but here's the Star Wars themed. Would you rather? Would you rather go back in time and be in a theater on opening night for the original Star Wars, seeing it for the first time with everyone else? Or would you rather go back in time and have George Lucas make the prequel trilogy? Into something that most star wars fans would love
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it another is this an even worse existential crisis for yeah, you brennan I the
2: last if i thought the last one was bad that was this one's is <laughs> awful oh my goodness oh, oh no. <laughs>
0: Well, while Brennan puzzles over this, uh, Haley, do you have any answer at all to this one?
2: Um...
3: Uh...
1: I think I would have to see it on opening a night, just because then that would be the gateway into maybe me getting into it. Um seeing it for the first yeah. time. So, I'm going to go with that and let everyone else suffer with their prequel. Yeah.
0: And that that is true because since you haven't seen it, you know, that could be the more, the more obvious choice. It gives you a chance to see it. You're caught up with everyone because you're seeing the first one with everyone else. Yeah. Okay. Well... I, while Brennan, I'm sure, continues to puzzle, I will share my answer. And it took me, it took me a while to come to, um, to figure it all out. But even though it, it it seems kind of odd because I said I do like episode one, which I do, but I think I would go back in time and have George Lucas redo the prequel trilogy towards something most fans would love. Even though I do have fun with episode one and parts of the others as it is. I think, like, making it so that he makes a rock-solid Star Wars fan-beloved prequel trilogy, I would choose that one. So, Brennan, that leaves you.
2: I'm having a hard time understanding if I love to hate the prequels, (laughs) or if I have it in my heart to somehow love the prequels for what they are, or what they could be. It
0: does hinge on that.
2: Uh, I really like hating on them, though. If if, the, if he went back and made the prequel trilogy better, we wouldn't have prequel That's memes, true. Yeah, so. you, you...
0: I mean, hating it has become such a part of our lives. Like, to suddenly have a good prequel trilogy, it would feel weird.
2: Yeah. But... Oh. Uh, I, I really want to say go back and see it in theaters, but I feel like that... I want to say that's kind of selfish. Like I I don't as if it's I feel like I'm I'm going to try to you know tie it into a message, you know, mm-hmm. Star Wars is a community, you know. Yes. So I think I would go back and make it so the prequels are enjoyable for everyone. Um as much as I love to hate on them. I, like what I what I was saying before, I think the premise is so profoundly interesting that if they could do it a little bit better then that would be awesome so for me to have that opportunity i would take that uh, as much as i would want to see them in theaters and i cry every time the opening crawl comes up <laughs> even now when i see them so i can't imagine what that would be like but i'll i'll bite the bullet I'll, i want to i want i don't i want him to say something that isn't i don't like sand
0: <laughs> wait what
2: yeah, Anakin in episode 2 he's like I don't like sand. It's all coarse. It gets all over the place and that's his 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 idea of flirting with Padme. It's really weird.
0: Oh, I got <laughs> That sounds like a funny. That sounds like something they would have said. I I don't know if I've seen episode 2 since I saw it in the theater maybe once since that one I've that's the one I've seen the least out of all of them.
2: Yeah, it's ah uh, <laughs>
0: Well, so so again, you would um you would have the prequel trilogy redone. Is that what you're saying? I'm sorry, I. I... Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah, I would I would have the prequel trilogy be redone <laughs> and make it something that we all like.
0: All right then. So in short, Brennan, you would be dropped into a pit of snakes, dropped into a lake with the great white shark, die in one year with the perfect life, and then allow George Lucas to remake the prequel trilogy. Haley, you would take the spiders and a jungle with velociraptors and then live a long natural life and go back in time and see the first Star Wars. And I, I would choose the snakes as well, but I'm with Haley in the jungle and the raptors. I die in a year with the perfect life and I give the prequel trilogy another shot at life. So anyway, that, and with that, that does it for our podcast today, or tonight, on May Day, recorded on May Day. Hopefully, we'll have it up by May the 4th and not May the 24th, which that can happen sometimes. So anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Brennan and Haley, for joining me. And this is Trevor signing off on our May the 4th podcast, the Game Luster Podcast. Tune in next time.